we're back with uh, another episode of the Refu Podcast. Uh, we've got Adam Block, VP of Enterprise Sales over at Motive with us today. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, likewise. Um, let's start off with just little hearing a little bit about yourself and um, maybe how you got into sales and, and we'll go from there. Sure. So I am a Kentucky boy. I uh, grew up here and uh, have lived in Kentucky most of my life. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so when I graduated from the uh, University of Kentucky, I had a little bit of time at the University of Sydney in Australia as well, but um, I started my own business uh, with a with a friend of mine and uh, and we had some success, but um, you know we we like to say that that was our our, our MBA, if you will and uh, and and had a good run there for a few years and then took over and ran sales and marketing for an organization that sold highly sophisticated software to government housing authorities and managed all parts of their operation. Uh, did that for seven years and had a great run. Uh, and, um, and we ended up selling that company off to private equity uh, at the end there. So we, we, we grew tremendously. And then I joined Medallia, which was a great experience and uh, had, a, had a great set of people that I learned from. And that was my first time as an individual contributor. Uh, the rest of my career had been focused on running smaller businesses. And I had an opportunity to learn from some of the greatest people uh, that, uh, that, that, that ever existed, in my opinion, uh, to, uh, to learn sales and enterprise sales specifically, and, uh, and had a good run as an individual contributor. I would say I was a, I was a very good rep. Um, beat quota, had some great deals, uh, created some interesting use cases, um, and had an interesting territory. I remember when I started, they said, you know, look at how much we've grown here at Medallia. We, we now have a guy from Kentucky. Um, so <laughs> it was an interesting experience. And, um, and many of those customers that, that we brought on board uh, when I was an account executive are still customers of Medallia today, which I'm very proud of. Um, I ran our high-tech organization at Medallia. Uh, for a couple of years, leading our approach to the world's largest tech organizations like Microsoft and Apple and Adobe and Workday, uh, Salesforce, um, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, we're all customers and a uh, really great experience. And then ran the majority of our North American organization over lots of different verticals, manufacturing and um, uh, utilities, healthcare provider and uh, payer and public sector and life sciences. Uh, really a great experience. And then uh, I came over to Motive. And Motive has been an absolutely fantastic experience so far. Uh, it's been uh, just shy of a year, I think. And um, the organization has just exploded uh, with really meaningful technology, products, services, and solutions uh, to meet the needs of the physical economy. And my role here is leader enterprise business segment, as you mentioned. Um, and that is our approach to the world's largest fleets and organizations. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, that. That's a good background. We we appreciate it. I think most of the people or a lot of the people listening will be um, interested in, in motive and wanting to learn more about motive and, you know, considering trying to get a better understanding of the types of sales reps um, that thrive at motive. So let, let's to get into that. Why don't, why don't we start by um, getting sort of your perspective when you were uh, looking to join motive, um, you were obviously at Medallia. Um, for a long time, had a had a nice long run there, uh, but then recently made the move to Motive. So give us a little insight into kind of your thought process when you were joining. Yeah, so um, just a little bit about Motive, right? I mean, Motive builds 
hardware and, and software to help businesses improve the safety and productivity of their operations. And, and we serve a wide variety of customers across different industries from energy and transportation to agriculture, construction, manufacturing, retail, food and bev. And, and the common theme, the common thread that runs through all of these businesses is the need to keep their workers safe while maximizing productivity. And Motive helps our customers realize both of the objectives. Um, on, on the safety front, um, our products, our AI dash cam, detects unsafe driving behavior with incredible accuracy, and it coaches drivers in real time. And, and the result of that is a near 50% reduction in accidents, uh, reduced insurance costs, uh, and of course, safer roads for everyone. And on the productivity front, Motive helps our customers track the location, utilization, and, and health of their vehicles and, and, and equipment. And, and, and we also help our customers manage their, their spend, their fleet spend with, with our Motive card. And, um, and, and the ultimate result is a, a meaningful improvement in, in fuel economy. Uh, and in fact, our, our customers are realizing up to five miles per gallon improvement in, in fuel efficiency. And um, there's other benefits, reduced carbon emissions and actually reduced maintenance costs because they're able to get ahead of these issues. So, you know, the combination of safer, uh, of, sa uh, of safety and productivity gains that we deliver to our customers help them, you know, not only improve uh, their profitability uh, and operating improvements, but create, you know, really a competitive advantage in their markets. So that's really what we're doing now and, and, and kind of describes some of the inspiration I have around why I joined the company. Um, Medai was a great run and we did a lot of great things in the marketplace and we were an enterprise uh, focused organization. And um, with Motive now having a great history serving a lot of SMB commercial and mid-market companies and really now having a great traction up market with enterprise organizations across those different industries I mentioned, it was time for us to mature. And I, I was really inspired uh, by the work and the impact that the company was having enough to come here and, and lead our business now. Very cool. Um, just kind of looking at the team and, and you guys have a mix of hardware and software. Um, what do you look for when you're looking for people to join the team? May you know, I mean, there's there's the command of the message side, like can they sell motive, but the command of the plan side as well too, of like, do they know how to get an enterprise deal done? So I'd be curious what you guys look for. Yeah, it's a good question, right? I mean, we um, you know, we 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 look for people that are high energy. I think that's something that that's really important. I think there's an entrepreneurial side to this, right? I mean, this is a market that is pretty active right now, uh, and they're used to buying these legacy tools. They're used to buying things. I mean, some of what we sell, some of the pieces, parts that are inside of our technology have been around for decades. Um, so the ability to introduce and meet the needs of these organizations uh, with a better impact, with a newer way, with a more consolidated view of their operations is something that requires somebody who's going to be high energy, who's going to be um, you know, responsive, relevant, understand the, the space. Um, but, uh, but obviously, you know, take the time to get to, uh, be in front of these organizations, right? I mean, really, really, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a situation where, um, enterprise AEs are, are coming to motive and, and taking over two accounts that have been with us for 20 years. 
right? It's it's more of a situation where we are um, in a position where we have to uh, respond to the market right now and and go and and introduce our products and services uh, to these organizations that want them so much. So I think that results in a situation where you've got to find people that are bold, high energy. Um, you've got to find folks that that know how to make those connections, know how to, to start that conversation. And then I think, Darren, to your point, you know, these are very large organizations. They're the world's largest companies. Uh, and so the ability to understand uh, what, what you mentioned, command of the message, which is really a set of principles. But if you think if you kind of boil it down into a value framework where somebody is today, where a company is today, and what the downside of that current situation is, and and where they're going, that ideal future state, and those positive business outcomes they're going to get by going from where they are to that ideal future state. That's absolutely part of the the the, the profile of folks that we're that we're looking for. Ideally, they've done this before. We're not we're not really um, you know looking for um, you know brand new AEs that that haven't sold. Uh, technology at the highest level. Most of the folks that that we're bringing on, most of the um, the, the account executives and leaders have have proven this track record in the past. So, Adam, when you say looking for people who've done this before, I'm assuming you mean sold complex enterprise deals, but probably not necessarily in the transportation space. Often, um, what That's is what kind of the balance of like? you know, industry experience versus just this, this sort of enterprise sales motion um, versus technology, kind of what mix are you looking for? What's worked best? That's a good question, right? I mean, obviously our customers want us to be subject matter experts in our field. And so we take an extraordinary amount of time and energy um, to learn this, um, you, you know, transportation as a whole. Um, but it's important to know that our customers are in many types of industries, right? So, the transportation needs of a local fleet, like an Aramark, are going to be very different than over-the-road long-haul trucking, uh, like a Landstar. And that's going to be very different from a utility organization. And that's going to be very different from a manufacturing company or um, you know, somebody that's in oil and gas. And so I think it's, it's, it's really important to understand that the most important component of this is, can you, um, you know, understand business? across different segments. And then internally here at our organization, when I mean, we have 3000 employees, I mean, we, we are uh, equipped and, and resourced to be able to support our customers. So we have subject matter experts that come from this field that not only help our AEs, but help our customers very long-term. We have a great team of sales engineers uh, that understand our technology and the way it impacts our customers. We have a great team of customer success folks. We have great onboarding project managers, professional services, support, um, and uh, thought leaders, product leaders. Uh, and um, so I, I think from, from an industry perspective, uh, when I'm looking for sales resources, that's secondary. Um, what we have found is that if you have worked, uh, and so worked with or sold to uh, large complex organizations, uh, and you're able to understand operations, you're able to understand data, you're able to understand the employees, uh, and obviously the business impact from what's going on today, and then sort of what they're looking to do in the future. Uh, that's going to be the most important thing. Yeah, 
I've noticed that selling, like I've sold the big orgs in the past and we sell to them at RepView. A lot of times you become a lobbyist at that organization because you're introducing one group that maybe hasn't talked to another group in a 10,000 plus person company and trying to help connect the dots that they don't even see internally. I don't know if you guys noticed that. That's absolutely right. And I don't know that motive is unique in that sense. Um, These these organizations are, um, many of them have different operating companies. Many of them have subsidiaries. They have different departments. In our case, they may have different vehicle sizes or different brands. Uh, They may have partners. Um, that, that do work with them. So I think it's much more important that the AE and not not just the AE, but but our, us as an organization, us as as a group that's going to support that company, um, call it a, an account team, fully understand a an organization from top to bottom, not just the way they're organized, but what's important to them, where they're going, the challenges that they have today. And it's just much more important that that we know that so that we can introduce where our technology is a fit versus having a uh, the, the AE specifically be uh, a, a, a master of one type of transportation. We have enough of that expertise within our organization that we can uh, uh, support our customers. So I think it, given that profile, that I think that's really helpful for people to understand coming in, where would you say you, you typically get the best sales candidates? Sort of what's your process like in terms of um, how you how you find folks that meet that, meet that profile and then what sources are best for you? Um, well, uh, I'll never tell all my secrets, um, but uh, no, I, in, in all seriousness, you know, I... I wish that there was one key place, right? That uh, mm-hmm. that that all the great salespeople um, that you know exist and, and go, and maybe it's RepView, right? We'll see. Um, I I think um, um, for us, we have a great sales process, um, but we also have a great recruiting process, and the recruiting process allows us to introduce an account executive to lots and, and, and leaders too, and, and other uh, supporting um, partners within our organization to lots of different people in our company as they go through. So our recruiting process and, and our interview process isn't, hey, meet with this one person, and if they like you, you're in. If they don't like you, you're out. That 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 doesn't work for anybody, I don't think. And and you know, it's interesting because I've had that happen when we were hiring really quickly uh, at a different organization. You 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 go so fast. That's really not what we're doing anymore. What we do is we want to get to know the person, and we want that person to have the opportunity to get to know us. So by introducing them to uh, you know him or her to different people in the organization, peers, leaders. Uh, different areas, uh, sales engineering or sales operations, um, uh, maybe others. Uh, it, it, it really gives them a good sense of, is, is this going to be right for me? Uh, because what I'm finding is that that also gives us an opportunity to have multiple lenses on this person, right? And if, if it's very rare um, that somebody gets towards the end of that process and they haven't proven success in their career. So now it is a question of, is are we the right fit for you, you know, M- Mrs. Candidate, right? Is that is that the right setup for you? And are we the right type of company? Um, is our market? Is our team? Do you do you do you like the people you've met? Do you, can you see yourself, you know, you know, you know, working really hard with them and bringing them into meetings, doing account planning, and 
and building business cases and 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 how do you feel about the impact that we have on our customers? Is that something that's really inspiring to you? Um, and so uh, you know, we we want to make sure that we are the right fit for that candidate, and that's why we go through that that um, that process. And obviously, for us, it's making that same determination: is this person the right fit for our company? Um, so, um, but. I, I wish there was one single uh, repository or source, um, but usually they're coming from a technology sales background uh, and usually doing it at a pretty high level. I think we've had a mix of folks that have sold software or SaaS, some folks that have sold hardware. Um, it's predominantly SaaS, I think. It, you know, that seems to be um, a, a, a background that's fit really well with us so far. And um, uh, another thing is, uh, you know, we're not uh, a giant organization, right? We're not, we're not on the S and P five hundred. We're not, we're not that large yet, right? We're working our way, and so, um, you know, it's it's important that this person really is driven and knows how to build, right? I mean, we're not. We, we, this isn't come in and, and and take a spot on a team. And, and everything is this, this one uh, set of blocks and we're just plugging you in. To, that's, that's really not it. We want to get to know the person and say, you know, are you, if you like what we're doing and you like to build and you're entrepreneurial, uh, the other side of that is discipline though, right? It's one thing to be motivated. Are you disciplined to succeed? And if you, if you have those things, then there's a really good chance that motive is going to be a great place for you and it can be very lucrative. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the theme that, that I've seen selling enterprise software and being around people that sell enterprise software. To your point, Adam, it's it's not even about the software. It's like, you're essentially a consultant that can look at a business and say, here's where some potential gaps are. And maybe the solution that we offer helps you solve these. Maybe they don't. Let's talk through it and figure it out. And I'm gonna come in with a perspective that says, hey, if these are gaps that are top priority, we can help you solve them. I think that's where a lot of salespeople, if they don't have that kind of business acumen to look at a, a company that way, don't necessarily have the same kind of success as somebody that can do that. that that's right. A high business acumen is non-negotiable. The ability uh, for you to be able to take a look at uh, an organization and it can be um, you know, the, the largest organization. Not every company is Walmart. Okay, <laughs> they're just not right. So, right. so you, you've got to be able to do this across industries. And many of our great clients today, they're very complex, just like Walmart. They're just they're maybe not as big. So you have to understand uh, the movement of of goods, uh, the movement of money. Uh, in our case, there is a lot of efficiency in our um, in, in the benefit that we offer customers. Right, the productivity that I mentioned before. And, and that productivity is tied to uh, inventory, it's tied to people, it's tied to vehicles, it's tied to assets that these organizations have. We have a great customer, Komatsu. They all obviously have a lot of great equipment out there. Um, we also uh, are talking about maintenance, right? And that has its own world of complex uh, uh, components. Uh, you also have sustainability, fuel consumption, yep. um, Yep. The, the, the economies of fuel, you've got things related to spend uh, across the board. I mean, I mean, think of the money 
that organizations that are very large, the vehicles you see on the road every day, I mean, those are those are real costs. It's not the fuel alone. It is the vehicles. It's the upkeep. It's the new vehicles. It's the it's the disposition of the old vehicles, our disposal. Um, and then obviously safety. I mean, what is the value of a human life? Um, and you and what is the value of exonerating somebody that's being accused of something that they didn't do? Right. Um, so, yeah, in order to do this in the right way uh, and go have conversations with some of the largest, most complex organizations in the world, you've got to be able to quickly uh, get to the point and understand how our technology is relevant, but more importantly, how that organization operates and how they make money and how they're organized and how their business works. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that is interesting is, you know, you talk about looking for people who are entrepreneurial, who have high business acumen. It's, it's kind of a unique and interesting opportunity in the way that it has, like you think about a lot of enterprise software, you're moving primarily moving data around or tracking processes. Um, your platform is very much, you know, tied into the, you know, the real physical world. And the, I can imagine that, you know, like you said, one organization might look, you know, it's at a high level, they're doing similar things logistically, but the, the different details and aspects of those organizations can be drastically different, uh, I'm sure. So that seems like an interesting aspect of it. It is. I, I think that if you look over the past few decades at technology, the winners have had some things that they do extraordinarily well. And some things are table stakes, right? I mean, where is my vehicle? Okay, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of sure. that can do this, okay? Um, but how do you know that this driver has fallen asleep? That right. is an extremely sophisticated bit of technology that Motive offers. And how do you wake that driver up? How do you alert the organization to what's going on? How do we know that these unsafe behaviors are taking place? And how do we prevent them? I mean, it's, it's one thing to exonerate somebody. It's one thing to know what happened. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, there's, there's a variety of providers out there for us. Hey, we can tell you what happened. Right. But how do you prevent it from happening? That's where motive is uniquely differentiated. And I think that's probably one of the most, what's one of the most inspiring things for me uh, leading this organization. Yeah. I just feel like that, well, one, those are just, you can ask some amazing trap setting questions that companies may not be thinking about on their own. And that's where like the consulting side comes in. But the other side of it is like, what you guys are doing as we're getting into this to me is just so much more interesting than like, how do we increase the conversion at the top of the funnel by 0.2%? Like these are real world problems that you guys are working on that impacts day-to-day -day people when they're out on the highway, right? Like not just the the companies that you work for, like the average person that's just driving next to one of these semis or, you know, any company fleet car. You, you, you got it. I mean, just over the weekend, I took a trip to Chicago, drove up, drove back and saw some horrendous accidents. And it's a dark reality. Right. Right. It, right. It, it, it's, it's a, uh, it happens. It's happening at an increasing rate, which, you know, for a consumer, we we have a hard time understanding. I have a hard time. I mean, our, our, my car has technology that did not exist 15 years ago, and yet there's more accidents. But with Motive, 
our customers experience a 50% reduction in accidents. Just think about that for a sec. It is, yeah. it is an amazing, um, uh, amazing result. And, and there's more research being done by third parties right now that are comparing different offerings in this market. And as you all know, there's, there's again, differentiators for, you know, who does what, um, but, but what they're going to show is what we already know at Motive. And that is that we have world-class leading technology. Uh, and I, I just, I can't wait to share that and just show folks to, to the world. Hey, this is, this is, you know, don't take it from us. Look at the stats we have from our clients and look at the information that's coming out from third-party analysts. Yeah. So um, dad joke here, let's switch gears a little bit and talk um, maybe about a candidate that you thought was great that didn't get the job. So somebody that got through the interview process uh, or, you know, maybe halfway through you realized it, um, would love to hear about an example of that because it's the reality of interviewing with our audience is that they're people that are, you know, looking to better their careers and, and maybe get the feedback to that process. So if you've got a good example of that, we'd love to hear it. Sure. Um, sure. We had a candidate recently uh, absolute star. Um, this person had had success with um, great companies that you all would know. Um, I'll say their companies, but I won't say the person's name that um, with uh, uh, Salesforce and, and with Workday. And, um, and then had had a nice little run at DocuSign as well. And, and what we noticed with this person is that each of those runs uh, happened when those organizations were on fire. They absolutely were on fire. Yeah. And um, we we did not hold that against the person. We said, okay, let's let's work. You get, get very sharp. You know what you're doing. Um, and uh, but but there were two things that that made us realize um, along with the person that uh, we it, it, it may not be a match. And and we talked through it. Um, and one of them was, you know, there's, there's a, an evolution when an organization is experiencing that just world-class, super, very rare thing that happens where you become a brand name. So you have to start to think about that. And then the other side of this is, um, this person got gotten to the point where they had taken over. Uh, a couple of large organizations uh, and managed those organizations to upspend uh, at all three of those steps. So you had these two things taking place simultaneously. One was fantastic organizations that were in the middle of, 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 of throwing that, that left hook that was the knockout to their market. Uh, and then they were also in a situation where they were no longer hunting, really. They were, they were managing... And upsungs, and that became their their A plus superhero talent. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so going back to what I think is really important for us to recognize about where we are today and what our customers need from us today, um, I do believe that at some point uh, we will have uh, some some huge customers that simply cannot have the account executive go between many organizations. Right. And we have a little bit of that already happening. Uh, but but the truth is that our supporting teams are so fantastic right now that we we like them to own those relationships as much as possible. And the account executive can move on to servicing the, the market uh, at a greater. So so we agree that we just wasn't the right setup. Um, that person was looking for a situation to take on 
uh, some existing customers and that were already, you know, well into eight figures and, of, of ARR spend and, and kind of get those relationships and to hold that long-term and just upsell it and was really looking for a situation where somebody was much further along and already become a brand name uh, in the market. And those two things just, just weren't a match. Yeah. I mean, if you're a, if you're a net new enterprise uh, hunter with demonstrated success of closing deals in the fortune 2000, you're valuable to any org. I mean, it, that, that story is a lot different than, yeah, I inherited an account. I took him from a hundred grand to a million over a couple of years. It's you just become very valuable um, for sales leaders. You, you got it right. I mean, there's 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 value. I mean, again, going back to this person, very sharp. Um, had some of the components we talked about earlier. You know, high business acumen. Yep. I think missing that that bold entrepreneurial side mm -hmm. is probably where the mismatch was. And um, and so yeah, we we absolutely are in a situation where we are excited to continue introducing our products. I mean, and they're very meaningful. I mean, again, there's, uh, I just, I couldn't be more thrilled with the impact we have on our marketplace today. Uh, and because we're scaling this team right now, it, it implies that the market is very large, right? We, we don't have the capacity today to introduce or respond to every single company that wants to work with us. And so uh, that's a very different motion from, uh, you know, more of an account management style setup, if you will. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good problem to have. What, um, so one of the things that, you know, obviously you're focused on um, the enterprise side of the business primarily, um, you know, when you're thinking about that from a sales rep perspective, um, you're, you're talking usually about larger contracts, larger um, uh, time to close. Um, cycle times and, and that sort of thing. So let's say you find a great candidate and, and bring them on board. Um, tell us a little bit about your ramp process. How do you manage that um, to make sure that that person will be successful, especially given that there's going to be a lot for them to learn and it'll take a little while to get um, those newly hunted deals closed? Uh, I think we are uh, first class in this category when it comes to bringing people on board and uh, getting accounts assigned quickly, right? That they are, uh, that they understand they believe in, right? In fact, uh, many, um, many AEs help us design their tickets. It's a good process. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we have a ramp schedule and it's pretty specific. I mean, it goes month by month and it actually layers out the things that are really important. Um, and I think a lot of companies get this wrong. You know, they expect production quickly or they don't have a ramp schedule for quota. Um, and uh, but the, those that do many times still get it wrong. They will say we have a ramp schedule around quota, but they don't have a ramp schedule around leading indicators. I mean, quota is an expectation, right? Closing ARR is a lagging indicator. And so you have to start to look at these things that are really critical, like uh, how often are you getting meetings? And when you're getting meetings, uh, are you meeting new people? Right. And how is the organization supporting you? Are you building account plans? And what's the speed at which you're doing that? How are you leveraging marketing and, 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 and your SDR? Um, how are you learning about companies and making sure your message is really relevant? Uh, are you building a pipeline? Um, are you getting to a certain stage in that pipeline? It's very common in our industry that uh, companies will go to a proof of value or a, a trial, if you will. 
Uh, and so, you know, that's a major milestone. We track those things, demos, of course. And then, of course, you get to a forecast and, and then you win. So we have a ramp schedule that I think is pretty black and white uh, for enterprise and strategic account executives. And, uh, and and I think so far it's proven to be really relevant, transparent. They appreciate it, right? They don't show up. We, mm -hmm. we, we have some... Uh, some some principles as well around when somebody comes in and 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 the kind of um, uh, guarantees that that they receive, you know, as as joining our organization. I, I think it's it's great uh, when you're able to join a company and they have the plan laid out. And and, and oftentimes before we even uh, make an offer, we we will sit down and walk through and say, this is this is the way we think about this. Do you understand? Do you have any questions? Do you do you know um, what your charter is going to be? Uh, and do you, do you want to learn anything else? Again, this is part of that them getting to know us, right? It's just so critical that we don't uh, describe our organization to somebody and they come in at something different. I, we don't want that. It's happened to, if you, if you just look over the last 10 years, especially with really small companies and startups, all these promises um, are made. And then um, you have folks that will go and join those organizations and it's so different when they arrive. And we don't want that. We really don't want that at all. And we know the potential is huge. We know it's super lucrative. We know you, you, you can get there. But but I think, Jordan, to your point, it, it can take a while, right? I mean, sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. And sometimes it's a little bit longer. But these deals are worth it. So let's talk about how you're building your business to get there. And then let's give you a ramp schedule and the, um, and, and the autonomy to go and get that done. Yeah, well, that's why watchdogs like Repio are in place to help reps make sure that, and companies make sure that the match of hiring is lucrative for the rep and the company. Because we everybody knows that hiring is hard, the matching is hard, and um, the, the more successful you can get that right, I mean, it, it can literally change the financial lives of, of salespeople. Um, Amen. Yeah. Uh, Let's, uh, we're going to move this question up a little bit, but um, your team has done a great job. You've got a great diversity and inclusion score on RepView. Um, what, yeah, what, what kind of sets Motive apart? Um, I, I know that you've got some really cool stories of reps that have come in um, and, and been successful and uh, just from diverse backgrounds and, and that kind of thing. What, what, what's gone into that from your perspective? Well, we, we hire uh the the best of the best right and the best of the best come from a diverse background and that's just what we've realized and we support those efforts motive across the board inside of all of our different segments and so of all of our different functions is hyper focused on on finding great people from diverse backgrounds and it's something that has worked very well for us and as a result i think that it has uh led those, those higher scores uh we um you know, we, we partner with organizations such as Women in Sales and, uh, and Sisters in Sales, uh, and, and, and the partnerships offer us a chance to connect with top talent and mentors and, and, and education needs uh, to advance uh, your, your sales career from women that have been in, uh, in your shoes. Um, that they're also focused on elevating and empowering and promoting women, right? And, and I think the we also have a community called Women in Sales Within Motive, and it's community support um, and it provides motivation inside of our daily workflows. 
uh, mentorship resources and guidance from experienced champions within Motive, uh, Women at Motive Employee Resource Group as well, uh, which inspires professional and social growth through our community. Um, and so it, it plays a vital role, right? I mean, the, the DEI and, and ERG goals are, are important to our organization. Um, and when you get outside of women and you think about different ethnicities and, and race backgrounds, they're prevalent within our organization, they're prevalent within our enterprise organization. Um, and so I think it's going to continue to play a, a major role as we move forward as part of our attempt to go and find the best folks for motive. Love that's it. great. Yeah, that, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I always think of when we when we speak to people, um, you know, I, I take a look at the refuse score in the same way that, you know, that a candidate would. Um, and, you know, the first thing that jumps out at me is product market fit, which you've talked a lot about the opportunity. Um, and then the next thing is that diversity and inclusion score. So it's great to hear um, kind of what the internal perspective on that is. Cool. Thank you. So one one thing we we um, we always ask people, you know, there's a big focus at Repview. We're we're all about transparency, and so obviously the interview process um, is one that most people think of, where you know the the rep or the candidate is under the spotlight. You know, they're asked to kind of prove um, what they bring to the table and their background and things like that. Curious if you've ever had an experience where a candidate sort of turns the tables and asks you as um, as a leader or as the organization, you know, to, to kind of show your cards or, or sort of prove um, that, that you've got what it takes to deserve uh, to be the team that they join. Um, sometimes we talk about um, whether in the interview process, you know, if a candidate said, let's take a look at your dashboard. Um, we've talked a lot about me. Let's, let's talk about you and your org. Um, how would you respond if a, if a candidate were to ask you, like, let's, you know, let's, let's take a look at um, at what your, you know, CRM or your quota attainment dashboard looks like. And it might start happening more now from this question. <laughs> from, from, from you all promoting the idea? Um, yes. Sure. I, 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 we have nothing to hide. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our AEs are doing great and they're ramping great. So of course, right. Now I, I, I do think it's also important that numbers are one component, right? They're a data point. And, uh, and we have some impressive numbers. Um, I, uh, go back to our candidate interview process where they get to meet lots of people. I mean, it's an interesting process, right? I mean, you get to talk to four or five or six people and they're not all, you know, quote unquote, interviewee style. Let's get to know this person from this area of the organization. Um, we get AEs that will not only ask about, you know, how much money can I make or what are your deal sizes or how are folks doing, right? We get those questions, of course. Um, but we also get questions on, can I talk to one of your AEs, right? Sure. Go ahead. Right. You, you can talk to our AEs. You can talk to our programmer, hey, wh whatever it is that, that helps this person to make a decision to know that we are going to be the right place. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly that it's meant to be a two-way street and organizations that are simply doing two interviews to get to know the person and figure out, you know, if they can walk and talk and then make an offer. I, I, I think those are the situations where, where it, where it usually doesn't last very long, right? It's more of a shot in the dark. But of course, we're, we're happy to be transparent uh, and answer questions about our organization when people are going through the process. Yeah, and I think the smart candidates are doing their own level of back-channeling, whether it's the current team members or maybe reps that have left, um, because those are the reps you want to hire anyway, because they're the ones that are going to go into 
your prospective customers and do the the research needed in order to get the right answers to potentially sell motive as well. It's the same DNA. You, you got it. And, and I think from a practical matter, we continue to grow and scale and take advantage of, of, of the market opportunity, but also to serve the market, right? And, and to respond to our customer needs. That would not be the case if we had underperforming reps in a meaningful way today. So we absolutely have some AEs that are just knocking that apart. Uh, they've paved the way to this point, right? I, I've been with Motive under a year. The company is 10 years old now or, or within the next couple of weeks, actually. And it's an exciting time for us. Um, but uh, but I think, you know, knowing that we have to scale to meet the needs of, of, of the customer community from a top of funnel and from a mid funnel and, and customer um, uh, uh, support going forward, um, it's it's really important to know that like that we would have to have a situation where you have some great performing AEs and we're certainly happy to put that on display for anybody. Well, or for folks that are in the process anyway. I don't know that uh, it's the right thing to to blast to you know social media or anything. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, we've we've covered some really great reasons why a rep should want to join Motive. Um, great product market fit, solving a real world problem. Uh, the diversity of the team, uh, just from mindset and just the people you've got. Uh, I, I would also say that it sounds like from a ramp perspective, like the fact that you said quota is a lagging indicator should be a major green flag for any candidate looking to join. I mean, there's companies that for whatever reason have like a, call it a 90, 180 or even longer day sales cycle and expect reps to start closing deals and hit, you know, a couple hundred grand, half a million dollars within a couple months. It just like the math doesn't math to me on that one where you expect somebody to come in and just start crushing it from day one. Obviously, if they do, it's a it's a major win for the rep because they're making money on ramp quota, uh, probably have a better comp plan with that. And then the company's also winning because they're bringing in revenue quicker. But it sounds like you guys have have um, thoughtfully built out a process for ramp and and set it up so that a rep can can come in and do well thousand percent and I, this is something where we want to uh bring in aes and leaders and other supporting uh ecosystem partners and and have success right and when you're talking about the world's largest organizations and you're talking about technology that impacts the physical operations of those organizations it's not something that happens overnight. Uh, there's also a hardware component here, right? Yeah. So oftentimes you have to do an installation of something or you have to transition an existing hardware into uh, uh, a, a new place. And so absolutely. And, and usually these organizations are very thoughtful too, right? They're going to do this because it makes sense for them to make this transition. And so from an account executive perspective, um, we absolutely want to give them guidance on how they succeed. And we do that right away. These are the things that we're measuring, right? No, I'm not looking at every single one of your emails. Okay. Like it's just not, that's not practical, right? Like yeah. it's just not going to, I mean, we, we, we will help you write something if you need to write something that, you know, you want to, but, but you know, the, the activity uh, metrics and the expectations that are top of funnel uh, all the way through to winning a deal. I think we've done a masterful job of mapping that out. And we want to give AEs uh, the opportunity to win, um, and we want them to win. You know, I mean, we want them to come in and be disciplined 
to win. That's that's where we spend a lot of our time in the interview process is really focusing on, you know, do you want to do what it is that this market is going to demand of you? And if you do, then the sky is the limit, right? You, you can absolutely go and get it done. And it may not happen in the first six weeks, right? It probably won't, right? Just, and, and, and just because you know how to do it, that's one thing. You have to do it, right? I mean, I know how to get a six pack. I don't have a six pack, right? I mean, like, you, it's it's important to know, like, just knowing how to do it isn't the thing. So so we help to hold them accountable, right, as, as an organization. Uh, and we, but more importantly, I think our job is to inspire uh, the, the, the men and women that are coming in and leading, um, these, uh, these opportunities into the market. And, uh, and it's a really exciting time. And so that the ramp schedule is a big piece of that. And I appreciate your, your, your perspective because we have taken a lot of time and effort and we tweak it, of course, right. You never, you never know. I mean, it's, uh, different market factors or different indicators will, will change it for the most part though. Uh, they are very helpful for everybody. Yeah, I was listening to Mookie Betts, baseball player on the Dodgers last night with the All-Star game. They asked him, you know, you've won a couple World Series, you've made multiple All-Star games, you've won an MVP. Like, what do you, what still motivates you? And he's like, I want to be a Hall of Famer. And he's like, there's days where I, and he's like, there's days where I show up at the ballpark and I don't feel great physically or mentally, but I have the discipline knowing that the end goal is to still make the Hall of Fame. And that's what kicks me into that extra gear. So I think, I think top salespeople and, and, and good athletes, have a similar mindset. It was like, it's the day-to-day blocking and tackling that they have to do to, to get the job done. And, and to your point, the fact that you guys fish it out and create that mutual uh, match in the interview process is what it's all about. Yeah. Um, you know, Mookie, I think would also attest to the fact that you don't win alone, right? right. It is really important as you go forward to uh, listen, right? And we, we you can hear, um, you know, people talk about coachability and listening to feedback is one thing acting on it is what we want to do as an organization and so you know the ramp time is the perfect time to learn it's the perfect time to improve your skill it's 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 the right time to not only do what you just said which is have discipline you know doing the things that you don't want to do um and, but but doing them anyway right i mean it's, it's basically what we're talking about here uh and and, and continuing to drive forward to get a better result. The other thing about enterprise sales, right? The other thing about selling to large organizations is that um, if if all you're in for is the end, right? When when you add a new customer, which is a great moment, right? Then uh, you're going to be unhappy in your career. You're, there's got to be things that I mean, you, because you may not do a, a you know a ton of transactions on a on a you know, yearly basis, and so. It's, it's really important that you enjoy the cycle as you go and you have guidance and support from the organization to help you say, hey, I, I got this meeting and now I've converted this meeting. I'm meeting more people than the organization. I'm, I'm learning about this organization and I'm feeling, I'm feeling mm-hmm. like I really understand how we can help them. And it's, a, uh, it's something that we spend a lot of time doing during the ramp period. Uh, and to your point, it's uh, it, it's an ongoing thing, and this is this is something where I, I I I'm with you. You know, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, right? And he he, he goes uh, maybe he goes out and parties that night. He's probably in the gym the next day. Um, so I think it's really critical that that we have folks that have that kind of drive and mentality and grit 
uh, and uh, and can combine it with a bit of patience uh, and understanding that I'm doing the right things and by doing the right things, the right things are going to come to me is, is a really great characteristic. Yeah, that, that's great. I think to sort of uh, close things out, I mean, you mentioned there the, the need to work together um, as a team across the organization to, to be successful. Tell us a little bit about sort of how you foster that. So how do you keep the team um, connected both in sort of a remote work world, um, which is, you know, especially the case among salespeople who probably work in different territories, um, and then also across different aspects of the company. What kinds of things do you do both at Motive and then on the enterprise team to, to keep people connected and build those relationships? Well, I, I think Motive has a really great culture around this. And as I lead our enterprise segment, um, we, we come together uh, across demand uh, generation and marketing and uh, customer success, sales engineering, product uh, enablement, recruiting, support, professional services, and we do this often. Um, so I think from an ecosystem perspective, this is one of the tightest organizations that I've witnessed. Um, we do a really nice job of understanding and being transparent, right? These are the challenges, these are the opportunities. And I think I think what that prevents is things from happening in a silo. Hey, I'm running this project on the left and the person on the right is also doing the same thing. That can be um, confusing and redundant. You end up with different information. Um, and so I think we 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 are uh, you know kind of bleeding edge, if you will, with with our ability to to manage our business internally and give that visibility to everybody. So we come together. Those same groups they come together often uh, with the individual contributing um, members uh, on a on a pretty frequent basis, and we go through all the change. Hey, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. Who has questions? Who wants to challenge the setup here? Who who wants to give us some ideas that we really haven't thought through? Um, and I think uh, even at, at, a, at a, a global perspective, right, company wide, um, I can tell you that Schwab, our CEO and founder, is uh, is magnificent on this. He'll take any question, any question from anywhere, uh, and uh, and he does it on a monthly basis, and it's uh, it's really inspiring. It does a great job. As far as us staying connected in relationships. Well, we have we have one advantage here in that we have we are meeting the needs of the physical economy, right? So we have a unique opportunity to go and see our customers, and we need to we need to understand their physical operation. Uh, so I think we're on site with our customers a lot, and we want to continue doing that. Um, and we do connect. We we do connect frequently uh, over phone. We try to change it up on go for a walk and call me, right? Um, mm -hmm. We do. Uh, of course, Zoom or uh, Google Meets or uh, you know some some kind of other conferencing. We do that obviously daily, um, and then we do get together in person for team meetings, and we do enablement. We'll we'll do uh, quarterly business reviews and quarterly territory reviews. Uh, and the great thing about that from Motive is that we have so much support from our executive team to to do that and so we oftentimes when we get together in person we'll have our ceo attending our, our chief product officer oh, nice. our chief marketing officer yeah, our great. chief revenue officer and so i it's it's a it's really inspiring and enthusiastic time to be here at motive love it yeah thanks adam appreciate this i mean if i'm a rep and i'm looking at roles you described what what feels like a pretty solid place to be and the scores back it up on rep view 
Um, I think the things you're saying are what a candidate wants to hear. And if it's backed up in reality, which you can hear from reps talking about it, um, it, it seems like a great place to be. So appreciate you coming on and sharing your insight and uh, uh, our, our listeners and, and, and RevView users uh, should get value out of this. So thank you. 